Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. Hey, good morning. As I got uh, some cream on my lip here from my coffee. Uh, good morning. This is the Bodkin Show. Shout out to uh, Mr. Smoking Amigo Kenny Miller for the outro, the layouts. Uh, he has been cooking up some stuff to make us look real cool here at the Bodkin Show. So shout out to uh, Mr. Smoking Amigo Kenny Miller for all, all the cool videos and clips and things like that that you see. Look at us. We're looking real professional around here, folks. Um, welcome to the Bodkin Show. I am that dude, Bodkins, as always. This is our weekly sports wrap-up show that we bring to you every Wednesday morning. Um, we got some comments already rolling in here, man. Uh, Landis says, uh, great intro. Yeah, man. Uh, again, Kenny kicked it. I mean, he killed it with that uh, intro. Uh, so let's hop into it already, and uh, we'll... Uh, get going here man so this is just you know i always like to bring these do these love these wrap-up shows just uh kind of i like to call it the working man's uh podcast wrap-up show hey espn's too much uh too baloney for you uh they uh give you too much crap so uh let, we like to break it down here on the bodkin show and just give you the basics of everything that happened in the wild week of sports so we always start in the nfl man hmm what happened in the NFL this week? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, suspended six games. Uh, that ruling has come down by the judge. Now, that's not the official ruling, folks. I know everybody's jumping on. He got six games. He got six games. Roger Cadell is still the uh, the executioner here. He can still overrule that judge. He can still say, oh, you found findings that uh, he did some wrongdoing. Okay. We're going to suspend them for a year. It doesn't matter what this judge says. The judge is just there uh, to hear both sides to see if something did happen. Roger Cadell is still the executioner, still gets to punish Deshaun on whether or not, uh, you know, he, how long he's suspended for. So it could be six games, could be a year. Uh, who knows? I mean, anything is possible here um on the deshaun watson situation we should find out i think he had three days to appeal they can appeal and then still say hey now the obviously the nflpa and deshaun's team has come out and said hey i think we should let this judge say whatever she says whatever she says let's go by her ruling now this is the first time this has happened this happened in the new collective bargaining bargain agreement uh, if you want a lot more great detail, check out uh, the Buffoon and Bodkin show on Monday. Uh, you can check that right here on this network, on this channel, and the Let's Stock Sports channel. There's channel, this Buffoon's channel as well. Uh, we were on all sorts of channels on the Bodkins and Buffoon, our Buffoon and Bodkins. But we had this uh, Woj come on, and he's uh, a lawyer out of New York and a, uh, a sports bo uh, podcaster as well. Uh, I mean, he really broke down all that Deshaun Watson stuff really well into great detail but just the gist of it it is six games right now but 
possibly could be more depending on what Roger Goodell signs here in the next uh, few days. Uh, could be today. I think it's probably going to be more than six games. I just think there seems like people are like, wow, six games, that's it. Uh, we've seen worse, right? We've seen worse. I mean, uh, Calvin Ridley's getting suspended for a whole year because he made shitty bets uh, and crappy parlays. So uh, will Deshaun, will it be more for Deshaun? Possibly. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Brady got four four games for deflating some balls in a game that was already a blowout. You know what I mean? So uh, speaking of um, – Speaking of, oh, hold on a second, y'all. Uh, All right, there we go. Um, sorry about that. It's just something popped up on my computer here. <clears throat> Speaking of troubled teams and making troubled decisions, we get to the Miami Dolphins. So if you guys remember, it was reported Brian Flores was suing the Dolphins, said, hey, they asked me to lose games, y'all. And then it was kind of like, and so they were kind of investigating, investigating that, which I mean, let's be real. Like some teams are told they're supposed to tank or supposed to lose games to get draft picks. I mean, that's nothing new. I, I think that's, you know, they're not going to be competitive. They weren't competitive at times during B flows run. It's just like that first year. Well, it was reported before that. Uh, and during this investigation, that at one time, while Tom Brady was a con under contract with the Patriots and while uh, Sean Payton was under contract with the Saints, that they all, that Stephen Ross flew those guys out, met each other on their nice, fancy yacht boat uh, and was like, hey, Brady, we want you to come here. We'll give you part ownership. Also, you and Sean Payton together, we can turn this Dolphins thing around. The problem is, if you don't talk to the other owners about who you can talk to and meeting with these guys and teams and owners under contracts, that's against the rules. Uh, so that did happen. So now Steven Ross is being fined. Uh, what I got here, Ross is being fined a million dollars. I mean, the Miami does. Here's the thing though, is they were trying to, this was like during that two a time uh, before they got to it. Now they're going to lose a first round pick. The next this coming season, the 2023 draft, will they'll lose that pick. So now there'll only be 31 picks in the NFL draft, I guess, right? I mean, is that how that works out? So uh, but they'll lose a first round pick and then they also lose a third round pick, not this season, but I think the 2024 season uh draft. So I mean not, I mean, not egregious, but also they broke the rules and they find them. So I think um, that's probably right up the alley. I'd like to see what happens with like the commanders and all their stuff. Like they've never been taking draft picks, a first round pick and things like that. So I think the last team that got uh, some picks taken away from them was the Patriots for the, like the flate gates and things like that. I don't know if it was a first rounder though. I mean, this is a first rounder, but Hey, when you're trying to get Tom Brady and you're trying to get other, uh, a new head coaching who are under contract, Hey, we get it. We get it. Stop these, you know, these billionaires, but I mean, he's fine. A couple millionaires. What's a million to a billionaires once Jay-Z once said. Uh, so, I mean, really, he's not really the, the money's not the issue. I think the draft pick will hurt the team, uh, you know, more than anything. 
especially with our first round pick. But that's a team that's uh, you know trying to make the playoffs. So we'll see. It's not going to be you know where where that pick would have been. We'll see. Other NFL news here. Um, Debo Samuel gets his contract extension. Uh, looks like it's uh, 58 guaranteed, 71 uh, overall, and he's on the team till 2026. So the 49ers, Debo had asked for a trade. I mean, every Packer fan was hoping that he'd get traded to us, but we all knew that wasn't going to happen. Nice. I mean, they had to get this deal done. It was a deal that both sides, he needed, the 49ers needed to get it done. Now, it's also in his contract extension because there's rumors whether Debo wanted to take more part in the running game or also, you know, um, was like, no, I don't want to be a running back. But there is uh, – he does have incentives if, if he reaches so many rushing yards or so many rushing attempts in that contract. So good for his agent to work that out because let's be real. I mean, if he's a running back his, and he's taking those hits, uh, that – your career diminishes fast. Most running wide receivers are in the league a heck of a lot longer than, than, uh, than running backs. So if he's taking those neat hits as a running back, he needs to get paid a little bit more. Plus he's playing receiver. So he's almost playing a dual role here. Uh, but you know, staying in. So Debo gets his deal done. Um, it's again, him and by IU, they bring in Trey Lance. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, there on those, on that, on those ends uh, with the 49ers there, how they're going to, going to be here. We're looking at uh, staying in the a AFC or sorry, NFC West. DK also got a three-year extension. Uh, his is a 31 million uh, signing bo bonus, 58 million guaranteed. So the Seahawks secured DK still don't have a quarterback, but they secured their number one wide receiver. Uh, a team that looks to be rebuilding. Maybe they maybe they're the team. I still say that they're in on Jimmy G. They got to make that move for Jimmy G, whether it's a trade, whether they wait for the 49ers to release him. Uh, who knows? But I mean, when Drew Locke's throwing you the ball and uh Geno Smith's throwing the ball, you might as well pay DK all that kind of money because his stats aren't gonna be great. And I think people will just know who his quarterback is, because uh, they don't have one. So I promise you we're going to be breaking down some divisions and we'll just stay in the NF NFC West because that's where the champion came out of. Uh, we'll probably do two divisions each week, but this week I'm going to give you one uh, and kind of how I foresee it. So um, lock it in here, folks. Uh, what our predictions for the NFC West? Just trying to kind of go here. So as the we'll go top, bottom to top. I've been saying it. It's the Seahawks are the bottom team. I mean, when you have when you don't have a quarterback in the most important position in all of sports, when you don't have that guy, you don't have a team. And I mean, and they're not even like serviceable quarterbacks here. Like, you know, like Ryan Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback where you're like, hey, man, if this team's really good, we could probably make a run. Uh, Kirk Cousins is that way as well. Jimmy G is that way. Um, if you know, just a guy that maybe not win you a lot of games, probably not going to lose you a lot of games. I mean, Kirk Cousins has lost Minnesota games, but just like that middle of the pack, the guy that, you know, if they're halfway decent, if that team's got a good team around you, he can take you to the playoffs. But if you don't have a good team around them, they're probably not going to take you to the playoffs. So the F Seahawks don't have either of those things. They have some decent weapons. Uh, if you, I mean, we just talked about DK. It's still got Lockett. Uh, 
Noah Fant is the there's their tight end. Not a bad offensive line. The running backs, uh, Kenneth Walker, the third here is slated to start. And their defense, I mean, it's a rebuilding defense. I mean, it's a long, long days uh, from the Legion of Boom here. But it's so they're rebuilt. It's kind of like a rebuilding defense. I mean, still got Jamal Adams, a wannabe linebacker that plays the safety safety position. So I got the Seahawks four. Then it gets a little tricky. I I think I like the 49ers as the three here. And that's just because the new quarterback, Trey Lance. And I don't, I hope, I think he'll be good, but I think they just take a little step back and the other two teams are just a little bit better. I mean, we just talked about, they, they still got a decent running game. You know, they're always going to be able to run the ball, run the ball. They have the best left, one of the best left tackles in football and Trent Williams. One of the best tight ends in George Kittle. Uh, we just talked about Debo and, and Brandon Ayuk. And that defense is still, I mean, with Bosa, Armstead, Kinlaw, uh, Fred Warner's one of the best linebackers. You know, that defense is still really, really good. I just, again, I, the inexperience of Trey Lance uh, will could hurt them there in um, – in San Francisco. So I like them as the three and then our two, the Arizona Cardinals. And if, if you want to make a case for the 49ers to be the, the win take second in the Cardinals three, I'm totally okay with that. Um, you know, I could make a case that the 49ers could be the two, but I just think this is like a big prove it year for the Cardinals. They all got their extensions. They all got the movement. They're up, you know, trying to progress forward. Big year for Kyler Murray, big year for Cliff Kingsbury. So that's the reason I got them here at the two spot. I mean, they got Kyler Murray, James Conner coming back after a good year. Uh, they got Hollywood Brown. You know, Hopkins will be back after six games. They still have Rondell Moore, who I think is going to be a really good uh, player. They have the veteran A.J. Green, still have Zach Hurts. They just re-signed their left tackle and gave him a huge deal, D.J. Humphreys. Uh, the defense, if J.J. Watt can still stay healthy, I mean, that's a big if. We know Isaiah Simmons is continuing to progress. Uh, they still have Buda Baker, who's a great – one of the top safeties in this league. So I, I, if they can put it all together for a whole season, and that's a big if because, I mean, their first half of the season, they look like they could win this whole division, maybe even contend to, for the Super Bowl, but it's that last, like, month and a half. Remember, it was like the – they remind me of the Cowboys – uh, a couple years ago, I mean, th that's how they were. Um, it would be like they start off hot and then November, December hits, and then they would finish like eight and eight all them a lot of times. So I like the, um, I like Arizona to finish second. And then I like the defending champions to finish, um, first in that division. And the St. I'm about to call them St. Louis, the LA Rams. I mean, Right now, there's some rumors that Matt Stafford's got like arm fatigue and things like that. So that's that's a little worrisome. But as long as and you always have to preference this. I have to preference this every time when you make picks. If if healthy, right? Like if Matt Stafford is Matt Stafford from last year, uh, they'll be just fine. Now, if he's hurt and he does have arm fatigue, clearly they're going to be in some trouble. But that's every team, y'all. Every team. If you lose your starting quarterback, especially if it's one of them elite guys, your team's going to take a step back. But 
I like the Rams win healthy. They still have, you know, Cooper Cup. They brought in Allen Robinson. Uh, Van Jefferson is hurt. They'll probably they, they're in talks with OBJ to come back in the second half of the season. Uh, offensive line is still stellar, even though they lost uh, Whitman. That defense. So they lost. Uh, they did lose Von Miller, but they they brought in Bobby Wagner. Still have the best football player in all of football in Aaron Donald. Still have uh, Fuller, and they still have Leonard Floyd. Still have Jalen Ramsey. I mean, that team's still stacked, still bringing guys in, still ready to play. Uh, I like the Rams to win the AFC or NFC West. So to recap, bottom to top, Seahawks at four, 49ers at three, Cardinals at two, Rams at one to win it in, to win it. So lock it in, folks. The Rams winning that NFC West here. Uh, that kind of concludes our, uh, our football talk moving into, there is no NBA news. Uh, usually kind of go there too. No NBA news, no big news here at the NBA right now. Uh, we'll get into some, uh, sadness news uh, to end the show, but, uh, no like movement on the Durant talks right now. No movement on Donovan Mitchell talks, no movement on the Kyrie talks. Uh, it seems like talks might be dead in the water here. So moving into our baseball, man, baseball has been cooking uh, since the All-Star game. Uh, it, the trade deadline passed yesterday. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of all the moves that have been somewhat made. I mean, wow, uh, a lot of big names. Uh, no Shohei Atani move. No, um, at first, I mean, I didn't think up until yesterday, I didn't know if Soto was going to get moved, but we'll talk about that deal too. But a trade that happened uh, just Early part of yesterday, early part of, uh, I guess, late part of last week. Andrew Benatendi from the, the Royals gets shipped to the Yankees. I like that move. The Yankees get another nice bat. Uh, the rich get richer there. They ship some prospects. The The Royals got rid of their two best players. Benatendi had been a nice player, probably their best player. This is the move I love the most, uh, one of the moves I love the most. And that's uh, the Mariners. I mean, they're going all in here, folks. It's been 20-plus years for the Mariners. They pick up Luis Castillo. The Reds get some prospects uh, coming back their way. I mean, the Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball. They lose their best uh, guy. And the Mariners, I mean, let me look at the standings here, too. Um, I don't think they're going to catch the Astros, but, yeah, I mean, they are 11 back, so they're not going to catch the Astros. But they are contention for that wild card spot, you know. And right now, they're in that second wild card spot where they play Toronto. So that's the guy you want on the mound, Luis Castillo, the guy you just traded for in that one-game playoff. Uh, and I, I mean, I picked Toronto to win the AL East. I'd be kind of torn between those two teams because I'm rooting for the Mariners, man. It's been 20-plus years. Let them get in. Uh, let Hopefully – you know, they can carry this momentum with Luis Castillo as their ace going forward. Uh, now there's some small moves here. Uh, the Rays get uh, outfielder David Peralta. Yankees upgraded their bullpen. The Yankees just were on the move. I mean, the rich got richer. Scott, they got uh, right-handed pitcher Scott Everfrost from the, from the Cubs. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it, 
just another great uh, bullpen arm for the Yankees. The Padres, man, and we'll get into the more of the Padres here too, but I'm just kind of going uh, chrono- chronological order here. Uh, the Padres grabbing Josh Hader, man. Uh, I was surprised at this move because the Brewers are in the playoff tra- chase. They're in, you know, fighting for the Cardinals uh, for the NL Central. So they're going, you know, they get rid of their closer. He did have a bad month of June or, I mean, July. But, I mean, and he's been rumored for like two years to be traded, and it's a financial decision. I don't think they were going to bring him back in the offseason. But Padres ship some some more prospects. They get Josh Hader, a, clo- uh, a shutdown closer. The Yankees, again, made a huge move. Uh, they get – I mean, the rich get richer here when it, with the Yankees. I mean, they got – Ben Intendi, they got uh, Eva Frost, and then they get uh, starting pitcher Frankie Montaz uh, from the A's. He was the A's' number one pitcher with Lou Trevino. Uh, you know, again, they're shipping out the, the some prospects that so. And then how about uh, Trey Mancini? Again, we talked about the rich getting richer. He's headed to the Astros who are trying to keep pace with the Yankees, trying to get for that number one seed. Uh, the Orioles got some prospects. Uh, the Rays got Jose Siri, who's a Orioles Rays, but the Astros, more, more importantly, get uh, Trey Mancini, another nice bat, uh, can play first base and DH for them. And then uh, the Astros also get uh, catcher Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox. This was a, a funny deal. So they're they're playing – they're playing – the the Red Sox Vasquez is uh, doing BP for the Red Sox. His teammates walk over to him, take him from the media, and say, "Hey, man, you go ahead and grab your stuff and head over to the next dugout because you just got traded to the Astros." So, so um, they get Vasquez. The Red Sox do acquire Tommy Pham from the Reds uh, for a player to be named. Just a nice little plug and play player. I I'm not too sure what the Red Sox are doing. It's weird because some teams that you think are buying and are selling. I mean, you knew guys that were there's about three teams that I can tell you that were buying. And that was the Astros, the Yankees and the Padres were buying everything, folks. Uh, Everything. But the Red Sox, it's not like it's just like they're going to middle around and maybe they'll catch it. Maybe they won't. Uh, The White Sox added uh, Jake uh, Dekerman. The Red Sox get another catcher. Uh, The Cardinals. How about the Cardinals here? They up. They they're trying to, you know catch the Brewers and stay in touch with the Brewers. Uh, they uh, traded for uh, Jose Quintana, sending a couple of prospects back to the Pirates. Yeah, hey, the Cubs made that move a couple years ago, Cardinal fans. It didn't work out. And, uh, well, I've never been, uh, you know, not try to be biased on the show. I've always been authentic. Well, I hope he does the same thing for the Cardinals as he does for the, the he did for the Cubs, and that's lose a bunch of games. Uh, but they pick up Jose Jose Quintana. The Brewers did get some bullpen help. They got Matt Bush. Also got Robbie Grossman. I like this move here. I mean, the the uh, the Braves get uh, Jake uh, Order Orderzini. Uh, he's a pretty good uh, pitcher here. And then they trade. They did have to depart uh, of Will Smith. He's headed to the Astros. Um. The Twins got uh, Jorge Lopez from the Orioles. I was hoping the Orioles would be, buy in and get some uh, get some prospects or get you know keep this run, but it looks like they're obviously sellers. Uh, 
unfortunately. Uh, Blue Jays got Anthony Bass and Zach Pop. So then we get Eric. Uh, oh, well, we'll talk about that one. So Joey Gallo uh, is off to L.A. That's the Yankee trade Joey Gallo to the Dodgers. And then we get to the big deal, big deal of the day yesterday. Juan Soto uh, headed from the Nationals to the Padres and Josh Bell. They get the two best Nationals players in Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Uh, they did give up a lot. They gave up uh, a, some of their best top prospects. Um, and Luke Foy, it was going to be Eric Hosmer, but Eric Hosmer has a no-trade contract, so he ends up going to the Red Sox. But, I mean, the Padres, we're going to stop here. I mean, the Padres went all in. And they're not catching – I mean, they're they're not catching the Dodgers either, folks. Like, I mean, we're look, looking at their – looking at those standings too right now the Padres are 11 and a half back of the Dodgers they're not catching them but they all are in on the wild card and trying to get to that wild card they're three and a half they're the second wild card they're up three and a half uh and four and a half back of Atlanta so maybe they could catch Atlanta and uh take out uh take um take that spot as the number one wild card but they're not catching they're not winning the al nl west but could they win the whole dang thing absolutely they could absolutely they could because the astros i mean the padres have that lineup man i mean they have a great lineup they have uh a good pitching staff we just talked about how they got josh Hader. i mean we haven't even seen tatis this year uh, so once he comes back healthy, you're going to have Soto, Tatis, Machado. I mean, wow. Uh, and if they can get a deal done with Tatis and um, not Tatis, an extension with Soto, and then you can grow Tatis and, and Soto together, it would be an incredible deal. So, I mean, the Padres are all in. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I mean, that's like a power moves. Like the, I just couldn't believe it. I didn't think the Soto deal was going to get done, to be honest. Uh, but the Padres all in trying to get in that wild card secured, make sure they're in the wild card spot. The Twins also get, uh, they got some Tyler Mail. The Phillies, man, they're, they're in a spot too where they're trying to catch those two teams. They added David Robinson, uh, closer from the Cubs. So they get, you know, the Mets, who you thought were going to make a huge, big splash, they didn't quite make a big splash. They got outfielder Darren Ruff from the Giants, which isn't bad. Uh, you know, the Padres also got infielder Brandon Drury, who is a nice uh, nice move, a guy who can play all over the infield. The Twins got uh, Michael, Michael Fuller from the Tigers, another nice little pitcher. Uh, the Phillies, though, they did make the nice splash. And again, they're trying to catch up. I almost forgot about this. this is why I go in chronological order here. Chronological, chronological order. Noah Syndergaard headed from the Angels to the Phillies to be their kind of number one guy. Noah's, I've always been a big fan of Noah Syndergaard. Maybe it's just the Thor nickname that I like. But uh, always been a fan of his. He's pitching really well. Angels uh, didn't make the Otani move, but they did make that move. 
uh, headed over to um, the Phillies to try to catch catch on with that wild card. The Phillies have really turned it around. Remember, they fired their manager earlier this year and are now headed to, uh, you know, I mean, right there on the cusp of getting that second wild card spot. Uh, the Yankees also got Harrison Bader from the Cardinals. The Cardinals get Jordan Montgomery. So kind of that team's uh, a bit uh, even there. How about how about this? This was a, came in late last night. Whit Merrillfield uh, traded from the Royals. He was their best player for all them years uh, to the Blue Jays. Now I want to back up backtrack here because we talked about Benintendi at the top of the baseball segment, and now we're talking Whit Merrillfield. Both those guys uh, were not vaccinated and couldn't get into Canada. I guarantee you right now they're vaccinated because the Blue Jays ain't going to trade for Whit Merrillfield if he, uh, you know, isn't vaccinated and can't play for them. Uh, same with Ben Detendi, because guess what? It's different when you're playing for in Kansas City and you're not having to go to Canada all the time and you're then in New York where you're going to play in Canada multiple times because they're in the same division. So guarantee, again, this is where I tell people all the time, afford to be who you can be. Guess what? When they were at the Royals, they could afford not to be vaccinated. They didn't care because the Royals didn't care. But now they're on these two teams. Hey, afford to be who you can be, my friends. Uh, let's see who else here. The Braves got Rafael Iglesias. That pretty much wraps up the bullpen, the uh, trade, all the trade news here. Obviously, I think the trade winners, obviously the Padres, man. I mean, when you get the the Josh Hader, one of the elite closers in this game, and then you get Juan Soto, you're, I, I think the Yankees also won. I mean, yeah, the rich keep getting richer. Uh, the Dodgers added a nice little piece to the Astros, but if you had to label it all down and said, who's the biggest winners? It's, it is the Padres, man. I, I mean, you don't know if those prospects are going to hit. And I mean, they gave up a lot to get them. But they, it, it, they didn't even deplete their process. From what I've read and, and been told is that the Padres, their farm system has been one of the best in baseball. That's why they can continue to empty out and make these moves uh, and get guys. So uh, the Padres all in, and I, I enjoy it. I also like the Mariners. I think the Mariners are getting Luis Castillo, the best uh, pitcher that was uh, available, like that move as well for for the Mariners. So. Hey, it'll be an interesting run here. The last two months, we're on the sprint of the last two months of the baseball se season. Uh, we'll bring out our, our uh, power rankings back next next week. The after the trade deadline power rankings, I'll release those uh, next week. Then we get into uh, we got to talk a little UFC here, folks. Um, UFC two seventy seven. Uh, incredible night of car uh, fights. The main card was absolutely killer. On paper, it wasn't, you're like, ooh, I don't know about this card. But if you watch those fights and you dig a little deeper into it, I mean, wow, four of the five fights on the main card were finishes. Uh, the main event, Amanda Nunez, uh, becomes uh, double champ champ for the second time. First person to ever do that. She uh, just brutalized Juliana Pena through five rounds. But, I mean, Pena had some moments. And that was a heck of a, uh, I mean, but it was just a unanimous decision. I mean, it was just a beat down. Uh, I mean, there was a 10-8 round in there. Uh, I mean, there was just not a lot of hope for, I mean, Pena had some moments at times, but man, if that was boxing, 
Uh, it it could have been because she was knocked down three times, I think, in the second or the third round. So if that's boxing, that fight ends early. But uh, it did go to the fifth round. Uh, we'll see what happens with Amanda Amanda going forward. Juliana uh, said, hey, I'd like to run it back. I think she probably needs to win one more fight and then run it back. Uh, but we'll see going forward. Um, who else had some nice wins? Uh, oh, Brandon Moreno won the interim uh, flyweight title. Uh, with uh, Davidson um, Figueroa entered the inter- he beat Kaikar France in a heck of a liver shot in the third. Uh, I had it up 2 0 to Brandon Moreno and it looked like Kaikar France was turning the corner to come back and win that fight, but then he gets kicked right in the liver and it was all out. Kudos to Brandon Moreno. Now he's gonna fight uh, Davidson Figueroa for the fourth time. Now, um Figgy was on uh, the MMA hour yesterday or Monday with Ariel Hawani and said he weighs 135 right now, or, right now. So the 125 cut will be pretty easy when they fight in December. Guess what, Figgy? I don't believe you. There's no way that man weighs 135. Did you see how big he looked uh, <laughs> when he entered the octagon to face off with Moreno the other Saturday night? Bro, looked like he weighed about 180. <laughs> I mean, just a big guy, you know, stocky short guy. Uh, but that fight looks to be getting ready to be made in uh, December. Uh, fast forward to this week, and you can catch all, uh, a little bit more of the breakdown on that card on uh, Head Kicks and Haymakers. Uh, check out that's a show that you can catch right here on the Bodkins channel that we talked. Uh, we did a UFC 277 pre show and post show. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Uh, uh, just search on the videos there, Head Kicks and Haymakers, uh, right here on the Bodkins channel and Let's Talk Sports channel. Uh, also, we have, uh, so this weekend, we have Tiago Santos and Jermaine Hill fighting. Uh, I mean, this is a good lightweight fight. Santos is trying to stop Hill from entering the, the top five uh, category. Tiago's been on a tough run here. He's lost three of his last four. I mean, one of those was to John Jones, but uh, then Hill's just been knocking folks out where he's won three of his last uh, four fights and three of all three by, by TKO. So uh, you might be able to go to bed early folks, because I, Hill could be putting them out. Uh, and then you have Vince, uh, Vincent Luque uh, as well on the, uh, and, uh, Jeff Neal, Luke, I mean, he was on a quite the run. They were talking about giving him a title shot. Uh, but then he lost to Belil Muhammad and lost his spot there. Jeff Neal's trying There's that's a guy that feels like, I feel like they're trying to build. Uh, he's had some stumbling blocks along the way, but has looked good in his last few fights. Uh, he's ranked, uh, number 13 and he's fighting Vince Luque. And we'll talk all about those fights this Sunday on head kicks and haymakers. Um, that'll happen this Sunday, probably right here on the Bodkins channel and let's talk sports channel, roughly about 7 a.m. Central time zone, uh, Sunday morning. So get up, drink some coffee with us, talk a little UFC on head kicks and haymakers. It's our new show that we're, we've been, uh, working on, uh, my main man, Craig with a K will be joining us and uh, Mr. Smoking Amigo, uh, Kenny Miller. The three of us will be doing that show this Sunday again. That'll be our weekly UFC show you can catch right here. Before we get out of here, we got we have got to talk about um, 
you know, a couple RIPs. Uh, first, uh, Bill Russell died. I believe it was Sunday. Uh, the all-time winningest basketball player in uh, history. Uh, you know, he, I wouldn't say he's the greatest. I never saw Bill Russell play, but I respect what he did. He was, I mean, won 12 championships as a player and a coach. Uh, built this, Helped build the Celtics with Red Arbach. Um, but more importantly, if you look into what Bill Russell did, he helped uh, do a lot to end segregation in Boston schools. Uh, Bill Russell, the man, did more than Bill Russell, the basketball player, as far as, uh, you know, supporting, um, you know, equal rights, uh, you know, supporting, um, you know, end to, to end segregation and those things. I can't, I don't like to speak. I mean, it's hard for me to speak on that things. Number one, I wasn't alive back then. And two, like I'm obviously I'm just a, a white honky from mid Missouri. So, uh, but, uh, you know, wrong is wrong. And he had tried to, you know, en he ended those help, try to help end those wrongs. Uh, I was listening to uh PTI and, and they kind of said like, Hey, Jackie, Jackie Robinson was like number one guy that broke the color barrier. And then, you know, there's a few guys at that table, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, Asher, Asher, Rath, Ash, uh, you know, and then Bill, Ru Bill Russell would be on that, uh, would be on that at that table as well. Uh, Muhammad Ali, a couple others. So, uh, the late great Bill Russell, uh, rest in peace again, 12 time champion, the all time, one of the all time winningest, uh, players to ever step on a court. Uh, but more importantly, did more important things off the court than he did even did on the court. Uh, also late last night, I was, I was getting ready to go to sleep. Uh, Vin Scully, uh, rest in peace to Vin Scully, the late great Dodger uh, announcer. Um, in my lifetime, it's probably three announcers that, you know, I caught the tail end of and know of, um, you know, and that's the thing is like local radio back then is, is different. And like those teams where you're signed a team, like Vin is from was with the Dodgers, but I mean, I think of Harry Carey with the Cubs. I think of uh, Jack Buck with the Cardinals, and then you know, obviously Vince Coley with the Dodgers. Like when you're assigned to those teams, and he had some iconic calls, iconic moments. Had been with the team, I think the very if I I, I could be wrong here, folks, uh, but I think as soon as they moved from Brooklyn, all the way. Uh, and he had been with the Dodgers from the moment they got to LA uh, all the way to you know, just a couple couple years ago. And even then, he was still doing games up into his late like late years. Um, but he passed away last night. So rest in peace to uh, Vince Coley and Bill Russell. Um, and uh, we're you know so yeah. Uh, We'll kind of end the show there. I don't like ending the show there. So uh, let's, uh, <laughs> I don't like to end on a bad note. Uh, so check us out. Uh, we'll switch roles here again. Uh, again, this weekend's going to be a, a packed weekend here on the Bodkins Channel show. Uh, we'll have uh, Saturday, I will be on Let's Talk Sports with the buffoon uh, Tanner. Uh, we'll be doing our little wrap-up show with, uh, you know, um, Dan. And Sunday, We'll have head kicks and haymakers at seven in the morning. Kenny and Craig will be, will be joining me for head kicks and haymakers. And then Sunday night, 
Sunday night, folks, uh, we have Fight Hard MMA lightweight champ Ray Hayes will be joining me right here on the Bodkins channel, uh, on the Bodkins show. Well, he's got a fight coming up, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. I believe he's dropping down into weight class, so we're at, to one. 145 so uh trying to snag another belt we're going to talk to him about trying to become a uh, a double champ champ uh you know his fighting life i'm excited to talk to ray hayes this sunday you'll be able to see that live right here about 7 p.m central time uh i think that's about it folks it's been another great episode again oh we got some comments real quick coming in before we get out of here Kenny adds, uh, if Figgy weighs 135 right now, I must be ready for the middleweight debut. Exactly, Kenny. If you're uh, if Figgy weighs 135, you weigh 185, brother. So uh, one thirty, you know, 185. So, same here. I'm ready to fight uh, at 170 if Figgy's weighing 135. You know, just not gonna happen. I, I mean, if and we kind of talked about this on head kicks and haymakers real quick. Uh, Two, if. Uh, <laughs> If Figgy can't make that fight, you you have Alexander Pantoja uh, be the backup fight when they make that fight for Moreno and Figgy. Because Figgy's always struggled with weight problems. Now, he's made the last two problem, two fights, three fights with Moreno, but there was a time he did fight for the title and won, but couldn't have the title because he didn't make weight. And he's always kind of been around there. And the longer he's away, I think uh, always is harder to cut that weight back down. Anyway, folks, it's been another great episode uh, of the Bodkin channel. Again, check us out here this Sunday. We'll be back. We're going to hit this nice, cool outro video. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe, share. We are on Spotify, Apple iTunes, all the good stuff nowadays. Um, I think I said Apple iTunes. I say Apple iTunes. Apple Podcasts. You know what I'm trying to say, folks. Uh, anyway. Like, comment, share, be a friend, tell a friend, share with a friend. Hitting that outro right now.